0: What's
1: up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the 817 podcast where we talk everything politics, news, business, entrepreneurship, trends, culture in the city of Fort Worth and Tarrant County. And if you think we're depressing, usually, you might just want to go <laughs> ahead and turn it off today.
0: Yeah, yeah. But hopefully all of y'all are doing well, too. Um, I know what, you know, I feel like the last time I felt positive was the night before election,
1: which was Vinyl Night. Yeah. That was pretty awesome. That was a great time. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for showing up. I mean, it was cool. There's probably 40, 50 people that came through.
0: Yeah, it was was awesome. Uh, And just the kind of support and uh, the respect. I mean, the people who showed up were also just... You know, movers and shakers. That's to me was it, it was always a thought that the people who listened to the pod were people who were doing something. Um but it was cool to see people show up and like, Wow, you listen to the pod? You
1: know And people that we
0: have no idea
1: that yeah listen to the pod.
0: Exactly, yeah. It was just like really cool. Um what was your kind of favorite moment of the vinyl night? Where like, you're like, Oh, this is any any of it was like, Oh wow, our pod matters.
1: Uh I mean I think it was cool just to have people show up on a rainy Monday night to rainy. hang out and just see like you know people crossing connections getting to know each other uh it was a really cool thing to see the like little community that there is around it
0: Yeah yeah uh, it was cool to see a lot of the leadership Fort Worth people um And it was cool to see, yeah, the Black Coffee uh, squad come out. It was cool to see, I just, I mean, yeah, a lot of cool people were there. Um, And I know, you know, missing some people, but it was awesome. And uh, thank you, Hotel Dreis, for allowing us to do that. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that was cool. Economic Development Team, there's another one. They were Mm -hmm. good too. They were good too. Um, So let's, okay, positive over. Let's go (laughs) dive in. Let's dive in. To the rest of the uh, situation here, uh, we're gonna tar- start with the stockyards. Uh, Jimmy, go ahead and uh, bring us bring us home.
1: Yeah, first our little update section, and that's that the stockyard zoning story that we have covered recently uh, moved to is now moving to city council so the zoning commission voted 5-3 to recommend the request to ban multifamily developments in areas of the stockyards so now city council make the final decision at its december 13th meeting um you know, we shared a lot of thoughts about that last time, but just the update here is that it was a 5-3 vote to move forward, so now city council is going to hear it on December 13th. Anything you want to add? Um,
0: I guess what's funny, I ended up going to the stockyards after our podcast because I had that friend in town, and I was like, oh, yeah, I need to at least take you to here. And, I mean, this weekend – that weekend he was in town, everything was dead slow. I mean everything. Um, I mean even Deep Ellum was slow. We went to Deep Ellum one week in Dallas, I was like, okay, maybe it's just a thing after Halloween. Things are just slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but my god, Stockyards was popping on a Sunday at like six o'clock. I'm like, and you know, it was. It was. I mean, it. It. I mean, what did he compare it to? He's like, this is like. New Orleans with cowboy hats. It was just, I mean, people, maybe there was something going on because people were pretty slippery. Like people were, like we were on West 7th. Mm -hmm. You know, people were slippery. The uh,
1: biggest difference with New Orleans is that they have mixed use, multifamily residential all around too. And that's why
0: it feels like a bigger city than Fort Worth, Mm. you know?
1: So there's that
0: though. Um, Second story. want to talk about
1: the... I guess the thing that the city council did vote on. Yeah. We'll say uh, a bad night of voting in Tarrant County was made worse when city council voted five to four to not add a community police advisory board, um, which was an initial recommendation from the race and culture task force from four years ago. Uh, So Chris Nettles brought forward the proposal to create the board and after more than an hour of back and forth uh and final statements it went to a 5 to 4 vote against adding the community advisory board and in the same like week that the office of the police oversight monitor had their head leave it's just kind of feeling like everything from the race and culture task force four years ago is gone, going away, walking out the door.
0: And I think it's like,
1: it's important to name who
0: voted where. So you had uh, Chris Nettles, Jared Williams, Gina Bivens, uh, Elizabeth Beck voted for the oversight board. You had Michael Crane, um, Carlos Flores, uh, Firestone. Uh, the new guy, Baylock, Baylock, and then um, Matty Parker, right? So, let's be clear. What I want to just say on that front, there, you can't. Everyone can't say party, partisan politics. But you know, bipartisan politics isn't in the city or whatever. Like, that's pretty close to Democrats put, voted one way, Republicans voted the other. Carlos Flores is the only one who. You can say, I think, legitimately hops back and forth on things around like his political. He's a confusing one to me because I, I you know, yeah, it says he's a Democrat, but I've always thought he was a Republican. Yeah. Um. Um. But hey.
1: Um. Uh, so that I think that's that part's important. Uh. There. And uh, many who spoke against the board argued it would be duplicating efforts already undertaken by the police monitors office, but then. The president of the North Fort Worth Alliance, Russell Fuller, who was kind of one of the spokesmen for that, also says that the office of Police Oversight Monitor has been in place one year and is reporting success in resolving citizens' complaints pertaining to Fort Worth PD. So you're telling me that the office we put in place is successful, we want to continue adding resources to try and make it more successful, but because you've already kind of had some success, we don't need to continue doing that. Like, that doesn't make any sense. We're talking about, constantly, about police are too busy, we need to take stuff off of their plate. We're trying to do that with the police oversight monitor. We're trying to, who is trying to create alternative methods and ways of policing provide more resources to them we're trying to add something that would continue allowing for that you're saying no we did one thing we're good like it just doesn't make any sense you have something you're saying is successful and instead of trying to continue doing it you're going to do something that is not successful Like it's just the mental gymnastics don't make any sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always have a hard feeling about. I have a hard feeling about the, um, police stuff, and and it's and it's, it's just not the battle for me. You know, like for me, I don't get passionate about the battle, and I guess a part of the reason why I don't get passionate about the battle, um is because um, I feel like a lot of the things that awfully happen with police officers across the country um, is also like the shark in the water. And I say that from, you know, I say that from a point of what they don't want us to talk about is that Right, you heard me say this throughout the years. What they don't want us to talk about is the five x more wealth that a white family has compared to a black family. They want us to spend our time fighting all over for a oversight board for police. You know, ninety eight percent of black entrepreneurs don't have one full time employee. You know, you know it's these are real like things that. I feel like systemically impacts all of us, which if we're able to get more equity and capital and make more money, we then can have the powers to then these de- side effects of the systemic issue of wealth and inequality to me starts with economics. And I think I oftentimes think that's also why at you know, I'm starting to think now I know we're getting too early into the election stuff, but, Texas, I feel like Republican Texas's points hit the average voter, where like the Democrats' points, you just got, you know, unfortunately not everyone's good good people and have a lot of empathy for other people, but it, so it doesn't hit the other person, and it, it's not a lot of what's in it for me, you know, affordable housing, um, police, uh, you know, oversight stuff, kind of like that, like, and I think it's often a battle, but um, so it's not like to me, like, I'm such a negative Nancy that even if this did get passed, would they even, you know, I think we, if anything says task force anymore, let's just call it, you know, like <laughs> I'm tired of task force, you know, let's all just take, let's force our way into power and act really hard. Yeah. So, uh, that's kind of my take on it.
1: Well, with that, let's move into the big story, which is, the, a big problem real the, big problem yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's the election results uh you know things didn't go the democrats way in texas although nationally it did and that's something that we're we're going to talk about but first we're just going to start with the results and we're going to start with results in tarrant county so you know, mirrored the statewide results was a little bit closer here than statewide, but we're just going to focus on the Tarrant County results for now. Um, and not a lot of surprises, you know, Kay Granger won with 59% of the vote. I will say that like, that's definitely closer than I thought it would be given Hunt was not anywhere close to as well funded, so I don't know. Maybe next time, Kay Granger might be on upset alert. Um, you think she'll still run? Oh, I guess yeah. It's only what two years,
0: isn't it? Six years. So you think okay, if it's six, you think Kay's running again? I mean, what's his, what's his name in
1: Kansas just got reelected at eighty nine. So, uh, I mean, I feel like the number of House members that just do it till they die is. A lot higher than Senate members. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. Yeah. Uh, um Mark VZ is the other, you know, more notable of our US reps um that won reelection. Um Jasmine Crockett, one who is a Democrat, won District Thirty. Uh Roger Williams was running unopposed. Beth Van Dyne didn't really have too much of a competition. Uh, she won Jake, election denier. Yep, Jake Elzy, who had run for District Six after the passing of the previous representative and lost, but now that they had gotten redrawn, it was a new district, and he ran unopposed in that and won. Um, and then Governor, uh. Greg Abbott has turned uh, Tarrant County back red with 51% of the vote. Um, And then things got a little bit closer. Dan Patrick beat Mike Collier by two percentage points. Ken Paxton beat Rochelle Garza by about three. Um, And then everything else went a little bit more down party lines. Glenn Hegar, Don Buckingham... Sid Miller, Wayne Christian, um, all of the state Republicans won their reelection from Tarrant County and statewide. Um, what stands out to you about the statewide elections?
0: Oh, uh, kind of, you know, for me, I, I kind of really worked on a list here of how was I going to kind of break this down? I mean, one that's like you just mentioned. Um, first time turning republic you know the republicans won the vote um since like beto cruz joe biden trump um so that was you know that was big tarrant county uh was 47 percent um to like 36 percent like 30 30, it was super low for state Mm -hmm. um so that that's there honestly um we are the one like I was almost thinking the title of this pod was like is Texas its own country and is Fort Worth the capital that
1: was kind (laughs) of like like it's just like if Texas did become its own country I think you're right
0: uh, yeah like we're the largest metro and we the largest metro that carries this old Texas views and so that was kind of my take what about yours
1: I agree with you and I think and something as we can like compare nationally to Texas is that election deniers nationally did not fare well at all and especially in close swing states like Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania like they really got blown out. But that is not the case for Texas and Tarrant County, especially. And I think I see it most in the Dan Patrick, Mike Collier vote Mm. and how that really did not differ much at all from Abbott Beto. Only two points, even though we had top Republicans in Tarrant County saying don't vote for this guy. Vote for Mike Collier. And so, if you have actual, like, rational people working towards the betterment of the state, supporting somebody across the aisle saying, No, I know that they're a Democrat, but they are the right person for this job. And you flipped maybe like two, 3,000 people. That just tells me how staunchly entrenched the MAGA culture is in Tarrant County. Mm. And that's like a disappointing thing to see. That's probably the most disappointing thing to see out of this election locally is that people coming out with like Mike Collier with the support of top Republicans in the county could barely flip anybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's well said. Um, what I would love to know that I, we currently still don't know is the average age of voters, um, statewide. Um, but then also Fort Worth compared to the other cities. Mm. I mean, um, that would be interesting as well. I, I, It definitely showed that there was a lot of Republicans who also didn't vote. And to me, it looked like chicken shit because in the sense of you know that Ken Paxton is a criminal, you know um, that all your high leaders with any soul is picking Collier and you decide you knew it was ugly and you just decided, oh, I'm not going to vote like that. That, that was to me clear where like, especially in like the Gen X category, Mm. like they were kind of like, oh yeah, I'm just too busy. You know, it was, you know, like something to not look at and I don't want to fix the wound. Yeah. Because doing that is just too much. That's what I feel like also happened. And, and then, The reason why age is so big is like, if anything, like that's a real issue in politics. It's like the age gap of like who votes and who lives and works hard in America. You know, if the average retirement age is 62, I mean, that's like what it was in 2018. But like you're having a bunch of people who don't work deciding how the country works for those of us who do. And it goes even to more, which is, you know, I feel like this is a, uh, right? The average white common age person is 58 to 60. The average black is late 20s, early 30s. And then Hispanics is 11, you know? And, And then you go into, you know, kids under 15, the majority of them are minorities. And what's crazy is Florida and Texas is some of the, is a majority minority city uh states and it's just like we're so um uh, like it's just so crazy how places like kansas did, yeah like are waking up a little bit better than texas yeah um i mean the Koch brothers own the state of texas yeah. you know <laughs> i mean the state of kansas so it's just like it's interesting so i think the the age gap um and with the age gap there's a race gap you know and then that's that's a big issue as well
1: yeah and uh, nationally like young voters showed up but in Texas and Florida young voters didn't show up and i think there's a lot to question like why is that um i i'm just uh, i i'm honestly surprised at how poorly Beto fared I know I said last week that I thought Beto was going to lose by double digits I so I'm not surprised in that but that was with the perspective of early voting and early voting turnout and how low it was I mean I think that he again ran a really energizing campaign like I mean he's just everywhere it's insane how many people he talks to and connects with inspiring and uh, i mean one of the best funded texas races of all time actually i think the, the yeah. best funded texas race of all time and couldn't get people out Who to lost. vote yeah. and i i think that we can point to a lot of the policies that kept people home made it harder to vote um since 2020 uh Potential nervousness at voter intimidation, people watching the polls. I don't, I mean, I think that there's, it's not just one thing. There's plenty that we can look at and try and figure out why Texas did not show up to vote. Um, but I, I think that in general, it seems like Texans are pretty fueled by hate and people hate Ted Cruz. People hate Donald Trump and because Greg Abbott isn't as big of a showman about mm. it as they are, they they don't hate Greg Abbott as much. Yeah. And so didn't show up to cast that hate vote. But which, they also hate Beto.
0: Right. Truth. So it's so it's like I think what something like I learned or I feel like needs to happen next, and this is maybe, you know, going to national example is I think one of the things that really hurts Beto's that he did try to run for president mm-hmm. and that run he had to get super progressive like he was able to get a little bit more freer but then they just had too much on tape of things that I think scare a lot of older people mm-hmm. in Texas and you also saw that happen to Stacey Abrams she became the villain yeah and she I mean you know nationally You know, Stacey Abrams, like the Beyonce of politics. We Mm -hmm. like, you know, but she couldn't win. Yeah. And so it's like, I think when you create magic, Beto Cruz, Georgia flipping blue, Mm -hmm. what sure doesn't work is thinking you can do it again. Right. Like just give it four years, six years, like leave like an icon. And like maybe come and figure it out a little later. Mm-hmm. Like rather than try to use the momentum. Using the mem- momentum doesn't work. Yeah. So, um I, I I let's hit the Tim O'Hare and the people's race.
1: Um Yeah. So Tim O'Hare um fared better than uh Greg Abbott in Tarrant County at fifty three percent of the vote, he beat Deborah Peoples by six points. Um And then a couple of the other ones, criminal district attorney attorney, again fell basically in the same boat of Phil Sorrell's being Tiffany Burks. And then for some of the courts, I mean, I think one of the more significant ones was Democrat Alyssa Simmons holding off Republican Andy Nguyen for Precinct 2, and then the other ones the other county commissioner seat Manny Ramirez becomes the first Latino um to be elected to the co- county commissioner's court um although Manny Ramirez is a twitter troll uh reply guy hey. and, and an
0: extra uh the fast and furious 11 like he's he's, <laughs> he's,
1: he's huge um yeah, what, what's your take on O'Hare Peoples? Um, Well, let me, yeah, well, let me first kind of, right,
0: like, again, Tarrant County, 47% of the registered voters cast a ballot compared to the 31%, so even worse than 36, 40, 31% of the state showed up uh, to vote. That is crazy. Um, And, you know, v- voter turnout wasn't as big as 2018, Um, but like we know, like Trump and all that and. That fueled Um, I was reading the O'Hare Speech And um, A a journalist asked him like What are you going to do to Make Tarrant inclusive And he attacked the person And said it's people like you Is a reason why people are in the fight For the first place And he's like I love God Freedom guns you know the classic like thing that he does i love god i love my family i love my country i love my country i guess he said that one twice and he said ultimately i'm not going to be able to bring every single human being together we're at a very difficult divide political time and young people and you people don't help us that's the quote so i just i, I just to me it's just scary that people uh think that uh One's language is bad, but then other language is okay to, uh, mm. you know, to, you know, and he's proven to be that as a city council member at Farmer's Branch, as the mayor of Farmer's Branch, trying to make English the proper language. I think Tim O'Hare does so well because he knows how to um, say one language is bad and this is the operating language of the people uh, in Texas. That That's probably what really gets him there. And people love cops. That's the other thing. Tarrant County loves our cops. Yeah. That's probably my my full take on just seeing it is, is that. But um I want him to know, like Tim O'Hare, like I want I want people to know like you're really holding on to a pass, right? Texas is becoming less religious. It's just true. I'm not it's not it's it's beca- you know, by the time you and I are K Granger's age, there'll be more uh, anti-religious uh, people than religious people. And that's just, you know, what it is, you know, the Asian vote, right? Asians, by the time you and I are K Granger's age, there will be as many Asians in America as black Americans, you know? Like the world's changing, O'Hare, and everyone who's voting to keep it the way it is. And so uh, I think ultimately, like we who are changing it just have to, make sure we understand that once we get comfortable and we make it, that we don't start acting like retired old people today. You know, that we lose our scope. Because, heck, I'm a millennial and I feel like I lost my scope with these Gen Zers. They came out and vote. Kudos to the Gen Zers. Mm. You know?
1: What is your take? Um, I'm a little less long-term optimistic than you. <laughs> uh, because I, I think, you know, the a stat that you've pointed out a couple of times is how few purple states there are, you know, like the yeah. number of states run by one legislature. And I think that people are trying to flock to their own, especially in like more polarizing places like this. Like I think when we look at a uh, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, those states you can see how these two sides coexist right but here I just don't think you can and I imagine that Tim O'Hare will want to continue pushing Tarrant County as this red stronghold of strong core Christian values and uh, I think that people who are in the you know Dallas maybe getting frustrated with Austin Houston might continue to look at Tarrant County suburbs and be like yeah like that's where we can you know go to our mega church and have our pastor bring a fraud constitutional lawyer up on stage and tell us that what we're doing is okay. Um. Which by the way, I'm starting to convince
0: because another data statistic is that just came out. I have a, some, a friend who's a pastor and he was talking about this new data around the lack of people showing up to church. So I'm like, there's another example. I'm, I'm actually, you want to talk about an investigation. I'd be curious about how does churches have so money when attendance is getting lower. And so there has to be, some GOP campaigning on the back end of churches so that they just spit this narrative like that's the new fund your new funder is not your people in your pews it's the new funder Mm. is the political campaign who's giving you your dollars to actually stay the lights on like there's it just is not making sense of how these this is uh surviving uh long term and so I also think a lot of the a lot of the reaction of why they're doing it is sustainability and keeping their church alive. And now you're radicalizing your church by. Yeah. Like that'd be interesting to see because what's yeah. be clear. And, and a lot of the feedback I've heard about this whole, like, Oh, churches doing the, um, illegal things for they're like, well, black churches are doing it the same thing. You know, like, you know, the, the, the gentleman who, um, right. This, this kind of happened with the gentleman who says, um, we need a runner, not a walker, you know, and he was preaching at his church, so it's, it's, it, it's interesting, but, um, yeah, uh, the Tim O'Hare stuff is, is looking like he's gonna double click on it.
1: Yeah, and, uh, you know, we'll, like, we'll obviously see as to how much he can actually do, you know, like, Glenn, Glenn Whitley, Nobody talked about until it came to COVID and it came time for him to be making a lot of these decisions around opening, closing, how we can operate, etc. So, I mean, I have little power. Yeah, like they've got to bring a number of people along with them to make things happen. And. But it it does say something that he outperformed Greg Abbott here and how he is able to mobilize people. Wow. Did you just hear that we got thunder this, this, this Friday morning. Um, so yeah, that's Tim O'Hare. Um, but I, sorry, I got a notification. I thought it was my B reel.
0: So mm. that's gonna. It's like would have been perfect time. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But do a lot of people still don't know what B real is? That's true. That's like a really true, true thing.
1: I enjoy. I enjoy it. It's. I chill. love real. It's super simple. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's a. Uh, yeah, it's rad. Yeah,
0: I, I'm. I'm a fan for for the, for those of us who don't know who what B real is. Um, B real is a new social app. That the kids use, where it's all about being real. So it's like Instagram back in the day.
1: It's the early days of IG before Facebook bought it.
0: But instead of like getting, like using like glamorous photos, Be Real is about being real. So they surprise you when you are able to post. So, like, you get a notification and you have two minutes to post and you post and then when you do it you can't like get all set up and create a cute scene because they take a post of both sides the front camera and the back camera at the same time it's because it wants your real environment and it's just really cool how it's like getting to keep up with people in a less pixie and high Mm -hmm. toxic way and gen z is really the seeming to love it it was the number one social app Downloaded for a long time. Um, but yeah. So if you didn't know what B Roll is,
1: now you know.
0: You know. You know who doesn't know what B Roll is? The people who vote for this country. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know and, what is real, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, yeah. So do you want to move to talking a little more about nationally? Um Or where where do you want to go next?
0: I think it's important to kind of hit some numbers that sh- we saw on Twitter that I also think's like this idea that we're like becoming more progressive, like going back to what you were saying, like I'm not as positive or starry eyed um, is what Evan Smith posted on Twitter around um, kind of Texas counties that Democrats won throughout um, kind of voting since Obama. So Obama in 2008 won 28 Texas counties, 26 and 2012 Hillary Clinton won 27 in 2016. Beto O'Rourke won 32 in 2018. Joe Biden won 22 in 2020. And Beto O'Rourke won 19 in 2022. That to me was like the most depressing statistic. Mm -hmm. Like it felt like everyone was excited. And the people who held on, which a lot of people are giving shout out to young Latino voters. Yeah. Like that's probably a, a a highlight um there yeah um so yeah um that's kind of the one I really wanted to hit for people but besides that I mean I could we could yeah to I think the
1: other thing is that the congressional seats in Texas that voted for Biden in 2020 stayed blue. Um, mm-hmm. so even after redistricting and what the state looks like now as far as districts uh congressional, seats stayed the same and i think that's a positive to take out of it like you said texas latinos overwhelmingly voted for democratic and progressive candidates the next step is how do we get more of them to turn out to vote um because a lot of that was offset by suburban white women who voted for beto in 18 biden in 2020 flipping back to Uh, voting for the republicans in this election um yeah but i mean i think the biggest thing like with latino voters is figuring out how we get people in texas to vote like 31 percent is really bad
0: yeah but that goes back to like the the other kind of argument of like if if you know and the reason why I'm, I'm bringing up all this data and I'm happy to put it into the show notes um, is because I just did a DEI keynote at Kroger in Atlanta, like the the headquarters in, in Atlanta. Mm. And um, so we, we were just talking about it was literally the next day after the election. And so we we're just talking about all this and talking about the changes of their communities. And if the Hispanic age is 11, you kind of also got a lot of, you know, time until they can vote yeah yeah you know that's kind of the other issue there too that's
1: a whole nother because
0: their parents probably couldn't can't vote you know yeah like for a lot of my um Latino friends in San Antonio or or you know RGV area you know that's kind of a thing
1: I mean that's a whole and it sounds like castaway outside yeah, right now that on means this Friday morning we're a second we're two uh governor cycles away from the majority of Latinos being able to vote.
0: Yeah, yeah. And with the majority of Gen Z being uh, Hispanic in Texas, um, that is still true, though. So um, there's still a big leap of these kids who are going to turn 18 Mm -hmm. in four years. Um, But yeah, we're still... We're still far away and 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 but you know a lot of my yeah a lot of my other points are, are national so we could we could move the national because what I you know me I'm trying to talk about like optimism and vision and like the purpose of of stuff so I could do that in the national Um because the national was actually promising
1: yeah the red wave definitely did not happen uh, you brought up Stephen Colbert's yeah. point that uh, <laughs> it looked more like a pink stain when you wash your MAGA hat with a white shirt. Yeah, um, no, with
0: your clan. Outfit. Oh, with your <laughs> clan outfit,
1: yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and that might even be generous. And, yeah,
0: and 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 speaking of waves, waves did happen, but they were red and blue. So states that had like Texas, like Florida, like uh, Pennsylvania, uh, like Michigan, um, they either got bluer. Or red, or more red. Um, and let's be clear, the Democrat ones actually got more of a stronger
1: wave than the yeah. red ones did. So, and, so that's... And even with Florida, like, as somebody who has grown up having to see Charlie Crist on a ballot to vote for or against, like, Charlie Crist is a terrible candidate. How, like, the Florida... Democrats voted for him in a primary is insane to me there there was no doubt to me that DeSantis was going to win by double digits because nobody wants to vote for Charlie Crist like he is the basically the Dr. Oz of the (laughs) Democratic Party like that was not going to happen and and speaking of like trying to run off of momentum like that's somebody who. I think the momentum is overstated because big facts. Nobody likes Charlie Chris. Yeah.
0: People are saying, well, I'm okay with this though. I oh want, yeah. I, Cause I want DeSantis to play it up because I want people to not continue with Trump MAGA Republican. So please use it. But yeah, DeSantis is getting a lot of love right now. He's looking like people think he's like the next, like he's that guy. Yeah. You know, um, you know, I, but I also realized, by the way, uh, you know, I just realized with the Pennsylvania and Fetterman uh, winning, uh, where you where you steal your uh, swag from. I was like, wow, J- Fetterman and Jimmy have the same uh,
1: style. <laughs> we do. <laughs>
0: just show up in basketball shorts and a hoodie. That's right. We do. <laughs> I <was> like,
1: <laughs> and I love it. His like victory speech, how his whole family is wearing that. Too, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, yeah. But nationally this was the best election for a sitting president's party in 40 50 years yeah. i mean yes like you have 2002 but obviously with the with nine eleven, like there was a lot going on there yeah. to um support bush and like the america first movement um but even still this midterm election for uh democrats was exactly what they needed and could have hoped for i think realistically um based on based on the people that i've followed and this might even be resolved by the time the pod is published like i i think that the democrat senate will win um nevada and then I think That's War- crazy. I think Warnock's gonna win. I think the Dems will be at fifty one in the Senate. I think Republicans will be at either two eighteen or two twenty in the House, which causes a lot of chaos. Yeah. Like yeah. you've got no votes to spare. You've got to pander to every single person. And Nancy Pelosi has had to do a good bit of that in the past two years as well.
0: well and that let's let's um that you just sparked the Man, the Nevada thing would be crazy amazing because Nevada's actually looking like they 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 lost their mind. Um and I mean, I think the person who won who's in charge of the voting situation is a legit election denier. I know mm-hmm. there was one running in Nevada and Arizona. Mm-hmm. But why I believe the Georgia one is because like Stacey Abrams, like Beto, like Trump, Herschel Walker, people Is a like like he he, people hate him right yeah and so Warnock so I think a lot of Warnock's tie here was because Stacey Abrams was on it and people are like in Georgia Stacey Abrams the devil right so and
1: for a lot of people the only reason they voted for Walker was because they were showing up to vote for Brian Kemp or against Stacey Abrams exactly so now that that
0: like that's not there um. Yeah, Georgia has to vote all the time. I can't imagine. Yeah. you think how annoyed you are by text messages in a red wave state? you imagine if you were the state that matters every year? Yeah. Gosh, <laughs> yeah. your door probably gets knocked on like every day. You're like, you know, gosh, it's wild. But uh, go ahead, let's get into it.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, some of the big ones like Fetterman beat Oz, but then even further than that, Democratic governor in Pennsylvania – beat fetterman i believe like he outpaced fetterman votes wise um wisconsin's an interesting one because they heard so first close. time in forever democratic governor uh democratic secretary of state i thought the governor was incumbent actually and he and he held on yes but yeah. they down ballot there yeah. they flipped the entire yeah. state legislature blue that's awesome but not the senate seat which yeah. is very interesting But it was close but it was very close it was very close i mean against an incumbent senator he, like yeah. they're on upset alert next time yeah you know how but kudos to
0: wisconsin i've been to
1: wisconsin like and
0: i i'm talking about it. i've been to Marinette, wisconsin <laughs> like a place where it feels like making a murderer is getting made again yeah. like <laughs> and kudos because wisconsin is not diverse i mean wisconsin i mean it is diverse in milwaukee and like their places but um kudos to wisconsin um which also shows like um the young people voting right and yeah really young white people under 30 voting was a huge
1: leap i mean gen z under 30 i you know i fit that category for like two more weeks so i'm still i I'm, i still count in the the good guys yeah. uh i mean it broke like plus 30 for democrats yeah just like an insane number i mean for fetterman it broke like plus in the 40s yeah um and you know Fetterman's a be real guy you know Yeah. like yeah. maybe that's what that's part of it yeah um but overall nationally i'm, I'm like, really
0: ready for him to wear the clothes though like i, I like this this hoodie thing it just eh, eh, you know it's okay like okay you you wore it up to this point but please show up to dc with a i mean surely he's gonna show up to dc <laughs> in a suit
1: but like we don't have, i don't i i don't think we should be gatekeeping people over no, clothing. I, I i i agree
0: he just looks like a you know he could be the, you know, what did Colbert say? the, the chat, uh, He's like the chat room bouncer. Yeah. It started to look not sanitary. Maybe that's the thing. You know, okay. like, hey, you, yeah, know, like, it, you can wear a hoodie, but it
1: can't be stained. Yeah. You yeah, know, like, yeah. yeah,
0: it looks like he like spills Oreos on it and yeah. then, you know, Cheeto hands. <laughs>
1: it just looks crusty. Um, but after redistricting, there were a ton of seats that Republicans expected to win easily and it just hasn't happened like i expected republicans to walk away from this with a 25 to 45 seat advantage in the house and to see that at most be like 5 that's wild and 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 here's what's important to note
0: um so when there's a sitting president um and and during their term and let jimmy tell me if i'm getting this wrong but It's only been three times where the the party majority, if it, you know, like if it matches the president, where it stays and like they hold. Yeah. The house. Right. So like um, and so that's why everyone like so if you're all proud, like or if your Republican friends are like, yeah, Republicans are back. We're like the majority of the house. And, you know. This that and the third, like this, always happens.
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. With
0: Trump, we took forty-one. Where, like Jimmy just said, while Biden's here, we took five. Which, what is your take on that? By the way, Jimmy, like Joe Biden now um, thinking he actually is a Trump killer? Because my boy walking around with a little new swag these days. (laughs) Um,
1: (laughs) I mean, I think that joe biden's first two years have been some of the most successful in any presidential term in the history of the country here's
0: what i want dude we're at 51 minutes right now but i feel like this is such an important topic (laughs) because here's the thing i need you because all of us are about to go to thanksgiving we're about to go to christmas (laughs) and what you just said right now My family would roundhouse and be like, you're (laughs) tripping. So can you give me my three-point plan? So when I need to have the discussion
1: with people, what is it? Can you you give it to me? Um, If you want a resource to just have in front of you, go follow the account on Twitter, What Has Biden Done? They do a great job of, you know, just keeping up with what has Biden done. (laughs) Uh, But, like, biggest thing, number one, is... uh, the infrastructure bill, and your family can't hate on that because all of the people they support are now touting the money that we're getting from the infrastructure bill. Like, all of the communities that are being impacted by the money set forth in the infrastructure bill are benefiting from it. And their politicians see that and are playing to that. And they're like, yeah, we're benefiting from this. Like, look at this money we have to build this highway from Lubbock up to South Dakota or whatever. So, I mean, that's number one. And that's just not an arguable thing because the people they support also support this. Um, You know, you could go into student debt. I'm sure that your uh, family members might have something to say about that the other way um but they are wrong on it um so that might not be one worth bringing up um but inflation has continued to come down i think by like the spring we're going to be looking at inflation around like four percent like next summer like we're gonna kind of be back to normal and
0: that's Okay, keep going. Keep That's going.
1: not because of what the Fed is doing. Like that's because of the Inflation Reduction Act. That's because of chips bringing jobs and manufacturing to the U.S. All the things that Republicans that. say that they want to do yeah. that they don't do. Yeah. That Biden's out here, like, yeah, look at all these companies saying they're going to invest five hundred billion dollars in building manufacturing yeah, here.
0: You're you're one hundred percent. It's like the 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 inflation thing. I, I believe inflation i mean you know i know the customer price
1: index stuff just came out and it was the first drop well it's been, and, so it's been dropping almost every single month october was a little bit higher than they expected but it was still yeah. a drop yeah so if you're not if you don't know how like inflation works yeah. it is a 12 month rolling average of how much this consumer basket of goods has gone up. And so you have the 12 month number, which is what's usually touted. Like we have 10% inflation that, and that is the cumulative October. So right now it would be December 2021 plus January 22 plus February 2022 and so on. And then you have each month, which is the like actual number. So right now, a lot of the 2021 numbers were like one point, something 0.8 0.9. And those are being replaced with like this month 0.2. So immediately you're getting like a point and a half knocked off of inflation of like November, 2021 being like 1.5 or something crazy. Mm -hmm. And November, 2022 being 0.2. Um, And so now we're at like seven point something next month. We'll probably knock off another like half a point to full point. Mm. And we're just going to keep doing that until we get back to pretty close to a regular inflation number. Um, Well, what
0: was, what was also um, well, well articulated by the way, but what, what was also, I think this really, the stock market had, some of its biggest falls right before the election Mm -hmm. and if you're living off of your retirement i mean like you were probably like legit freaking out yeah yeah um so uh, so a lot of people i think also voted on that like Mm -hmm. this like oh that's all biden or whatever you know my my stock portfolio was amazing when trump was here and now it's really really bad yeah so um and 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 to your point inflation's also Global situation. It's not a, just right. an American problem. And if you look at inflation and how the dollar's holding up and how our inflation's holding up, we're doing a great job. And, and and the chip stuff you said, like it's so smart. Like what what people are not giving Joe Biden credit for, or you know, and his team is Russia and China are quote unquote biggest threats and you can't say they're they're weaker today they're in
1: shambles yeah yeah yeah
0: the, and 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 everyone is saying no more russian oil mm-hmm. right no more you know let's move our our iphone stuff to vietnam granted it's still at the very small level um but be, you can see that that's happening and yeah we we finally have international
1: policies and things happening Yeah, Uh, because we didn't have one for a while. Yeah, and that's why, like, you know that good things are happening when you see the opposing side throwing up arms about something at the border, trying to, like, make a crisis out of that because they don't have anything else to point to. And, I mean, countries saying we don't want oil from Russia anymore is the equivalent of saying we don't want to buy weapons from the U.S. anymore. You know, like, that would be a devastating thing to the u.s economy um so those are my like big things if you're going to try and get into an argument at thanksgiving or christmas (laughs) um those are things that are like i just i'm going to Vegas. irrefutable yeah
0: i'm going to vegas for thanksgiving so i'm just i'm not even going to try this year yeah you know i'm just just going to vegas yeah um well, going to continue with nationals. That pretty much, I mean, national for you. I think so,
1: I mean, I think the yeah. big story is that like there was no red wave. It purports well for twenty twenty four. We're probably going to get some infighting if Trump does actually announce next week that he is going to yeah. run versus DeSantis, and he's already Trump's already laying the groundwork. You know, he's doing the Ted Cruz's wife. uh gambit to desantis already yeah and uh, i mean that's kind of the the showdown of we'll see where the gop wants to fall which is wild because dan desantis is still a lunatic
0: yeah 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 and we'll and we can definitely talk more there i um yeah uh there's a lot of mixed parts because the minorities in florida voted for desantis and oh yeah the the red wave there yeah
1: I mean they they blow just, yeah. they blow up uh Latino Radio. Yeah, yeah. with Fox News level accurate information. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. So my my kind of action points that you know, one of my kind of in, internal core values is think decades instead of days and the actions that we have to take um and the optimists on the show you know i think it's just like consciously these are things that i just feel like i i want to say so that if there's one person who remembers it forever changes their behavior you know that's that's great and so like the whites voting under 30 my thing to that is your parents were also once hippies Mm. so remember that they were you know you know tie-dye shirts living their best life and they're now voting conservative when they pass you the throne of assets and they you're right there's the man this really matters and is a big responsibility and let your life happiness matters but also realize that you're in control when you get to their age, Mm. right? This is my decades instead of days. Yeah. My other big thing, I think the really big issue is that black and brown people don't believe because now we make money that we are going to solve the problem, right? We'll just be like other countries and classism is the real problem. And we have the responsibility as we start making money and moving to nicer places or sending our kids to whatever schools we choose to we also can choose between trying to be like colonizers and trying to bring up your culture yeah so we also have that responsibility mm-hmm. as we think decades instead of days um immigrants that's my another one i think the immigrant story is as more as 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 Asian Americans grow, um, the fastest growing voting block. As they grow, I think what's really hard is you have Im- immigrants of color, and then you have the Native Americans and Black Americans who were brought to America, not because or like Native Americans were here, Black Americans were brought here, like. That culture difference is so huge. Mm. So like immigrants are more likely to build billion dollar companies, more likely to take advantage of all the wealth jobs in America Mm -hmm. than black and Native American kids. And so the, the immigrant story issue is when you think of the American story, you think of white men and you think of white success. And so I understand the pressures. I see it with my grandpa who, you know, you know came here wanting to be more like what you dreamed of mm. and that doesn't have to be the case either so those are all things that you know i've just felt like I have to say on the pod. i'm saying more and more to my friends like keeping us accountable as it's our little actions that we choose as we get older and older because i know you're under 30 today jimmy yeah
1: but you know only got one more pot after this until i'm not under 30 <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, then we become, uh, I guess we're just uh, radio now. Yeah. You know, me and you.
1: Uh, you're moving to wins and losses. Let's do it. My loss. Uh, did you know that the garbage pickup schedule in Fort Worth changed this week? Because our entire area of the neighborhood didn't. <laughs> uh, I
0: have no idea when ours is anymore.
1: Yeah. Ours went from Thursday to Wednesday. And around like 5 p.m. yesterday we're recording this on Friday about 5 PM yesterday. I'm like, man, like it's kind of weird that neither of them have come yet. And I kind of like look up and down the street and everybody's trash cans are still out. Neither side of the street's been touched. So I go, I Google, Oh, surprise trash thing was rescheduled. I'm like, then I look back, I found a star telegram story from, um, maybe like monday that said hey this week trash schedules are changing how can you change that without telling anybody yeah how, how to how is there not a flyer in every single mailbox saying hey there's a new trash schedule this is your new day how i You're can right. i consume more of this stuff than like the vast <laughs> majority of people and i had no idea yeah so i called in a missed pickup and they're like, oh, did you put your trash cans out? I was like, yeah, I put my trash cans out. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, if you're confused this week too, make sure to go to uh, Fort Worth Garbage and Recycling, type in your address, and find out when your new day is. <laughs> big, big facts. And I don't know what
0: my new day is. And now it's raining outside. I got rainy trash. Mm-hmm. I'm just, you know, struggling.
1: I, I like hate our subcontractors too for that because they our recycling the truck that comes through and takes our recycling drops our recycling bin in the middle of our driveway every time no matter how far away I put it I've put it 25 feet away from our driveway and the dude just picks it up and drops it right in the middle of our driveway I've I've tried everything (laughs) I'm like I call up there I'm like you guys like need to tell this guy to stop doing this like i'm literally going to slash his tires as he comes through one of these days (laughs) clearly i and then he doesn't empty it half the time i yeah i got lots of problems with garbage and recycling here it sounds like we're coming for them yeah we are gonna
0: (laughs) gonna show up whole squad whole 817 pod next meetup right in front of your dumpster (laughs) um yeah uh uh, my loss i guess I'll, i'll go with something simple i guess i'll just go with the tarrant County going red, you know. um It's not exciting to take the throne again for being the largest Republican county. So that's my loss. Yeah. What's your win?
1: My win, it's kind of the um, opposite. Yeah, kind of the opposite. Even though Tarrant County voter turnout was down from 2018, we still greatly outpaced Texas. And I'll say, like, that's crazy by the 47 percent versus 31 percent statewide. Like. To me, that's a big win for a city and county that have constantly been known for not showing up to vote. Um, and I would still say we didn't show up to vote, less than half of registered voters did. But the fact that we outpace Texas as a state so much, I, I think is a, a win for the community here. Yeah.
0: And um re- remember, right? We just gotta keep voting. It's um one of Stacy Abrams things that I always love that she says it's like um, It's like medicine, like you have to take it every day and you don't feel why or what, you know, but you just got to take it every day and and say with same with voting. Um, My win, you know, my win will go to Lisa Simmons, uh, who keeps Tarrant County Commissioner seat blue with a victory in precinct two. Um, I wish all of these, uh, uh, the Tarrant four would have would have made it. They did great fights. We need more of that hopefully they inspire more people to run maybe one of them run i don't know if y'all live in district 11 come on now i you know keep keep doing all this great work um so shout out to uh alicia alisa simmons
1: well there it is thanks everyone for listening uh
0: we're gonna be out for a while well, you know, we got you know, one, one more, more
1: and then we're going to be out for like 3 weeks. Yeah,
0: I mean, th- this th- this holidays, what I realized, I have traveled more this year due to like I guess being stuck at home for the pandemic. Mm. I don't know, I'm like, man, I'm doing everything. Yeah. I'm, so, um we're going to be out of the pod for like 3 weeks um between like after these next two shows and then like what December 18th, like between there. Yeah. We'll have another one, but that's kind of the stop So maybe you can catch up on some of the other ones Yeah Because some of the things I said today I said like 18 months ago Yeah,
1: <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Awesome Well thank you Jimmy for being here um,
1: It looks like you got to figure out how to stay dry um, yeah. And um, Again thanks everyone for coming out to Dry awesome. us on Monday uh, Inspired us to Try and get something else organized For sure Yeah. Yeah. Peace